0: Welcome to the Inspiring Educators podcast, a space where you can let go, learn, laugh, and be inspired. Let's first begin with introductions of our inspiring educators. Inspiring educators, introduce yourself.
1: Hi, everybody. It's Lila, um, at Miss Lila North at M-S-L-A-I-L-A, yeah, L-A-I-L-A-N-U-R, um, educator, motivator, coming to you from Los Angeles. I am currently teaching at an all-girls middle and high school. I'm the CPN regional coordinator for LAUSD, and this is my sixth year um, as a Math for America master teacher. This week, I am grateful for um, a support system. So as much as I've been going through and as much as been frustrating me and having my just having me up in a bunch and feeling some type of way throughout the week. Um, I constantly have uh, a support system that's kind of spread out over the place that continues to motivate me and push me and keep positivity in my life, uh, which definitely helps keep me sane in this profession and and keep me going so I don't burn out.
2: Absolutely right. We have your back. (laughs) Hello everyone. Uh, J. Grimes here Coach J. Hit me up on Twitter at Jadrian Grimes, that's J-A-D-R-I-E-N-G-R-I-M-E-S, uh, spent 13 years in banking here in the Atlanta area and has since March transitioned to building a career in youth development and education. Um, what I'm grateful for this week, um, Don't I'm sure everyone has heard there was a major, major storm that ripped through uh, the panhandle of Florida and South Georgia on last Wednesday, Thursday. Um, that's originally where I'm from, South Georgia. Um, and the place looks totally different now. Um, I was there on Friday. We're just thankful that my family's okay. Um, some material things can you know, be replaced, but we're just thankful to God for life, health and strength as well as it is. And uh, if you get an opportunity, just send up a prayer for everyone in the Panhandle and South Georgia. Um, it's going to take a major rebuilding effort. So I'm just grateful that everyone is okay.
1: Amen.
0: This is Dr. Christopher Childs, the academic rock star. I'm a mathematics specialist. This week, I am grateful for being able to speak on a topic that's near and dear to my heart in some conferences I've been presenting at, which is teaching mathematics for social justice. I really have a passion for how do we change the narrative and how mathematics is taught and making school real, real and relevant for the students that we serve. Oh, Twitter. Everybody's around you their Twitter handle. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter. Twitter. My Twitter handle is at drkchilds. at DRK Childs. Hit me up on Twitter. You can hit me up on Instagram, any social media platform. It's always DRK Childs. This week's topic is keeping schools safe. Enhanced security has become the new reality for schools. The challenge facing K-12 schools is how to keep students safe while maintaining an open and inviting educational environment in which students can learn and at times just enjoy being kids. Bill Jenkins said it best. You can't study or learn if you don't feel safe at school. So this week on the podcast, we're going to go from a variety of angles as it relates to safe schools whether it relates to sexual orientation, race relations, violence within schools, sexual harassment. We're just going to see where this week's podcast takes us. Let's start off with a topic that's very hot in schools as it relates to safety among the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender students. For parents, teachers, and counselors and administrators, providing a safe environment for young people can be seen as a daunting task, especially dealing with the LBGTQ community. So I'm going to toss it out to my aspiring educators. How does, can we keep these kids safe? What do we need to do?
1: I I think first and foremost, we need to raise awareness and kind of get rid of the stigma that goes along with that. I mean, a lot of these kids are being raised by um, adults who still have prejudice against certain groups of people and the more we talk about it and the more that we include people um with different uh backgrounds and different preferences and different orientations the more that it does become like a thing you know it's always a thing when we bring up the lgbt community um when it shouldn't be a thing at this point it should be of the norm in terms of this is a part of like these are people who are a part of, you know, our bigger community. They're a community within a community and they have the same rights um, as everyone else. You know, the right to a fair education in terms of actually including those students in those conversations. It's definitely going to be important that we continue to mainstream a um, a safe environment for all students so that everyone feels included and that this is no longer um uh, a topic that we we discuss it's it's a part of who we are we have communities within communities and and those conversations um uh, though everyone deserves to be included and it shouldn't be that we have to continuously make a thing out of the lgbt community okay we need to make sure that that's not we're, we're no longer making them feel as though they are separate you know every, we should we should all be a part of an inclusive group which is our, my classroom there is no him and her and and this group
2: and that group. I I totally agree um, and echo those same sentiments. I mean, it's a respect thing, um, honestly. Um, You know, regardless of what your preferences are, um, I mean, they're still people. We're all human beings. Um, We're here to learn um, and the environment always needs to be and, and stay conducive to that. I mean, this is not anything that's new. So it it really shouldn't be a thing at this point. I mean, it's we're all humans um, working on being successful, and the environment needs to be conducive to that. I mean, it is what it is. It's a respect thing, you know. Just like they may have a different viewpoint than somebody else, um, it's a respect thing to me.
0: And the payback on being a respect thing, I think, as you all stated prior, we need to train and educate everyone. That goes from teachers, students, administrators, and also parents. Because a lot of people are just naive to the situation. As we think about this educational process, thinking about what resources are need to be available. Like, where do you go for help, support, and information? And that's for all parties. A lot of times we just go for help for the student or the person who's dealing with sexual orientation differences. But we need to find help for, for everybody that's involved in the situation. True that. And then also we have to think about it from this anti-bullying perspective. A lot of times, just because students have a certain sexual orientation, they're bullied. So we have to find ways to stop bullying, whether it's cyber bullying, whether it's in-person bullying. Just as Jadrin has pointed out, they're still a person. Yeah,
2: and it's so crazy. Like that's so so prevalent nowadays. Like bullying. You know what I mean? I, I used to think that maybe it's a thing of the past. You know what I mean? Nineties, eighties early 2000s, but it seems like bullying has become even more prevalent nowadays, whether it's cyber, whether it's actually at the school, someone being bullied. And what I'm curious to know is how many children are really stepping up to the plate and saying, hey, this is what's happening to me, this is what's going on. You know, how many people are undercover? Like, you have no idea that they're being bullied.
1: And furthermore, how many students are stepping up for the people that they know are being bullied? I think- even more important because unfortunately when you're being bullied, you're being shut down you're being made to feel small you're being made to feel like you don't have a voice you don't have power you're not a person and so those people don't feel empowered to speak up for themselves they don't feel the power to to say hey like that's not okay for you to treat me this way or talk to me this way so when there you see someone being treated in that way are you actually stepping up and saying this is not okay either a i'm going to step in or b i'm going to let somebody else know about what's going on because it's it's That person in that situation is just like when we talk about people who are in abusive relationships, et cetera. You know, that individual in that situation clearly cannot defend themselves. They can't stand up for themselves. Otherwise, they would have already done it and it wouldn't be a bullying situation. So they don't have the ability or the capacity at that moment in time to stand up for themselves. Are people noticing things and saying, this isn't okay? Let me figure out how I can help.
0: And the crazy thing of... The crazy thing about bullying, one in five students has reported being bullied. Wow. So 20% 100%. of students have reported. So if you think about it, if you have a class of 30 students, a significant portion of your students have been bullied, statistically speaking.
1: I was bullied. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you You seem like you
1: fought
2: back, though?
1: I knocked her out. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> 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 No, okay. but at the time I didn't. I grew up with really low self-esteem, and I didn't know who I was as as a kid. And you know, I was the the tall girl with the features that didn't fit her body yet. You know, I had full lips and big knees, and I'm lanky. You know, I mm-hmm. like I was I was out of place, and I didn't know how to own who I was. So I couldn't stand up for myself. You know, it just took for me to kind of get out of those situations or re like reorient myself in the space that I was in. Because you know, I know I know I didn't tell anybody, you know, because then you feel weird trying to I, I, I don't know, as it's a kid thing, you feel weird having to step up and, and 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 speak up for yourself or talk about this thing that's happening because I don't know that there's something else that goes along with saying like not only am I being bullied for this, but then I'm gonna be telling on somebody, so I'm gonna be bullied for telling. You yeah. know, and it's a whole thing. So yeah, it uh, it definitely was something that I it took me a while to get through. And I think it actually, I think my mom eventually found out. and She like <laughs> pulled up on the other girl's mom. Like, yo, your daughter needs to cheat. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that's what I mean. In the same sense, like we, there other, usually needs to be a third party to intervene. The kids can't do it themselves.
2: Have either one of you all had to deal with students uh, that were being bullied or were the person that was bullying someone else? Like in one of your classrooms?
0: So I've had to deal with students being bullied. And I had a zero tolerance for if someone was being bullied, period. Yes. Yeah. And I was the type, if you bullied my student, you had to bully me. Yeah. So, and we had conversations about the importance of not bullying each other. And as Lila pointed out earlier, the importance, if you see someone getting bullied, in my opinion, you're just as guilty as a person doing the bullying. Absolutely. I know for me growing up, I was always one of the smallest kids in my class or at the school. Yeah. So in order to not be bullied, I, that's why I got a quick tongue, a quick joke, and can yeah. literally talk trash with the best of them. Yeah. I was going to at least talk enough trash or joke with you enough so you wouldn't bother me.
1: Yeah, I think as teachers, we got to be kind of, I mean, we already see our students like our kids, but I think we got to be really defensive when it comes to seeing things like that. I mean, like Chris said, I, when I see students in those situations, I pull up like, it's my child, like, I'm their age, and okay, we want to do this? Let's go then! Like, we want yeah. to talk about them for X, Y, and Z. How about I pull up on you about X, Y, and Z? Yeah. and G, and H, and I, J, K. Because we can keep going with this about our differences, or you can uh, just uh, acknowledge the fact that we just have differences, and that's not something to actually, like, that's literally how someone was born like we're talking about things that someone can't help otherwise maybe they would change them and even if they could maybe they still don't want to because that's who they are and they love themselves it doesn't matter what you think about somebody else like you're imposing your thoughts and your beliefs and your opinions about the world on somebody else who may just as well love themselves exactly who they are nobody cares about your opinions and your feelings it has nothing to do with you stay in your own space if you have an issue with yourself have an issue with yourself and, it's still, and to that same effect, we need to make sure that we're acknowledging or at, not acknowledging, but looking at those students who may have those issues with themselves and may potentially be projecting those on other kids and end up being the bully because they have their own things that they're going through. Yeah.
0: So this bullying leads into school violence, but I want to give our listeners a couple ways to help students feel safe. Establishing, establishing clear school policies and reinforcing goals. Assessing school classroom itself, encourage reporting, be more approachable, teach about bias, involve parents, family, and community members, inspire ally behavior, and encourage students to be active. Because when we think about what's going on in this world with bullying in our schools, that oftentimes leads to the school violence that we're seeing within our school system. And let's be frank, school violence in return in regards to school shootings Mm -hmm. or students bringing weapons to school. So let's talk about these school shootings, because a lot of times they're the result of bullying. What are your thoughts on what's possibly causing them or how can we possibly stop these from occurring?
1: I mean... uh what's causing them is like you said, the bullying, you know, somebody reaches a breaking point and their breaking point just looks different or it's more extreme than someone else's breaking point. Um, I think that there's a lot of, and I mean, I've I've talked about this multiple times, there's a lot of um, mental health support that needs to go into a lot of this where students need to be not only checked upon, but you know, I don't know, I, we need to look after after our kids in a certain way that we are sensitive to their sensitivities at the age that they're in, at the age that they're at, as well as making sure that we're addressing their needs and knowing that they can't handle things the way that we can handle them as adults. And so while we may have squash the bullying or whatever the case may be you know there may still be some some lingering feelings or some lingering animosity towards someone it's a lot that goes into these school shootings um but all it comes back to is just our differences
2: i think the bullying piece is huge um the mental health component um is definitely huge i think but another thing is um i would Like to look, because if y'all remember at one point, it's like these things were getting like worse and worse and worse and worse. Almost as if, you know, one person was trying to one up the one that happened prior to them. You know, maybe some of these individuals are loners, like, and they want to be known for something, which why would you want to do this? But, you know, I think that's where that mental health piece comes in. Like, you know, what are we doing about that? On a uh, on a daily basis at schools in schools
1: because school, it comes back the to like the feeling like, small and feeling yeah. insignificant. So it's like if I've been feeling small and insignificant and 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 and, and not and powerless this entire time, well now I show you who does have the power. I have the power to take a life. I have the power to harm, and, yeah. and that's not a power that you have. So I'm the only one with it. I'm top dog now. So we come to fighting these these. Uh, these hierarchies or or the way kids feel within you know these bullying situations it's really important that we just look after our kids like we have to check up on them as soon as i see a a change in in attitude or just shift in energy like i'm pulling you out and you're gonna talk to me you're gonna tell me what the issue is how to do it today you're gonna tell me
0: i think that's one of the things too as we think about the mental health issue not having enough counselors in school Mm-hmm. A lot of it's due to a lack of funding. We pull the community-based resources from schools, and we're wondering why we're seeing an uptick in student violence, an uptick in student issues. So we got to, and a lot of people think that's soft money, like, oh, we're just paying for counselors. But it's bigger than just paying for a counselor. It's bigger than just paying for someone a student can talk to or go to. Yeah, way bigger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Way bigger. Way bigger.
1: I, I have no problem with calling it a counselor, someone that the child can go and talk to. Like that's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> I think that we, we, uh um underestimate the power of the people that have the ability to do that and, and know how to have those conversations with kids or people in general and know how to help them or give them tools in order to be successful or in order to empower themselves uh, we can't underestimate that and say oh it's just like you said soft money to have a kid go talk to somebody that's important like, I, I don't know if you know, like, that's important. As an adult, when you go and do that, you, you pay big money to go talk to somebody. And you're talking about what well, we end up paying school counselors, which, you know, doesn't compare to somebody who's in their own office. It, it, it's well worth it. It's well worth it considering our kids that go through so much and the things that they experience in the, in, the, in the situations that they live in at home that nobody knows about and they have nobody to talk to and nobody to go to. It's working.
0: As we wrap up this topic on keeping schools safe, we went a different couple different directions. What are some of your final thoughts in regards to this topic?
2: We need to have armed, find the money to get armed people at the school, armed security. They at least need to have one person that's there that specializes that will actually do the job. I think at every school, we find the money for our funding for everything else. Um, I may not agree with it, but we're finding money for it and they're figuring out how to make it happen. Um, because I just, children shouldn't have to come to school, you know, scared or terrified that something may happen. to them. You know, I was reading something somewhere where it said the first day of school, like some school districts, like they were terrified. Like, you know, Florida or Las Vegas or somewhere it was. They're like, ah, school, I might get shot today. Like, you know, you're going to learn something. So I think we need to find, figure out how to fund it to where we get someone there at each school, um, especially in certain areas to where they can do the job. Not saying that's the end all be all, but I think we start there.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have these random searches and it just, uh, I don't know, I feel like we do things in the moment, but we don't ever streamline anything. Um, It's always about when something blows up, that's when we start trying to figure out how to solve the problem. You know, like LAUSD had a big, uh, I think it was like a clown scare last year. So like now no one can ever wear a clown costume within LAUSD because of the, I think it was like a, a shooting threat or something of the sort. And they dealt with it at the time, but it's like, what? what are we doing after that? What are we doing before that? in order to make sure that we're putting systems in place to help kids feel safe. Like, are we even asking the kids what they need to be safe? Like, are we asking the parents what they think would help their children feel more safe? Are we reaching out to the community? Uh, we We don't always have all the answers within and we have to reach out to the people who are directly affected by all these things.
0: And I'll leave it with this. Young people deserve safe communities of learning where they are known we have some of the things that work to make schools safe. Do we as a nation have the political will to do these things and sustain these efforts for the long haul? So we as a community of people here need to determine, do we really want our schools to be safe? Again, this week's topic has been keeping schools safe. Now we're going to transition into something we like to call an inspirational moment. This week's inspirational moment is being brought to you by yours truly, Dr. Christopher J. Childs. I was doing a lot of thought and thinking this week as I was going to do the inspirational moment, and I thought about something along the lines of one step at a time, one step at a time. I want you all to picture a stairwell, just a stairwell that's going up. Each step in the stairwell has a purpose. And it's purposeful because you learn something new on every single step in life that you go through. The same thing as you go through every day on your job. Your job is just a series of steps that you're going up. Some days it's easy to go up the series of steps. Some days it's hard. Some days you may stumble. Some days you may fall down the steps. But every day, every step is a learning experience. And stop looking at how many steps you have left to go. And don't even just look at how many steps and how far you've come. But look at the moment and enjoy the step that you're on right now. That step and that moment that you're on right now has a purpose. A purpose that's going to prepare you for the steps that you have yet to get to. The key is enjoy each step, move forward on the steps, and just have fun in this thing we call education. It's bigger than each of us what we're doing and what we were put here to do. We were put here to make a difference and make things better for the next generation. And these steps are building us, these steps are growing us as we go forward. Every week we have a great group of hosts on the podcast. Any final thoughts from the inspiring educators?
2: Let's just continue to do what we can um, as educators. Um, as pillars in our communities to keep our schools as safe as possible. Um, Because again, the main thing is the children every day, their safety um, and making sure that they get a quality education. So let's just continue to do our parts um, on a daily, even when we get tired, um, let's just push through it because it's a much bigger purpose and what we're looking to do. Um, And you educators out there that are listening to us, just continue to be great. Thank you so much for what you do every day on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, I would say be alert, be aware, and be thorough. You know, we can't overlook even the small things. We got to make sure that we're looking at every little thing, you know, especially when we get to know our students, we notice the small things. And it really matters. Make sure that you are aware, you are present, like Chris said, like you're present in the moment and you see your kids for who they are in that moment and what's going on in their lives and be nosy. I think I told us this a couple of weeks ago, be nosy, ask questions, talk to kids, pry. I pry today and I will pry every single day. (laughs) And I have no qualms about it.
0: (laughs) I like how she said every single day she's going to do it. And I encourage you, our listeners to do the same. This week's challenge to our listeners Let us know what you're doing to keep your school environment safe. Or if you have any tips and topics, reach out to us on social media. Hashtag Inspiring Educators. Until the next episode, we are.
2: Bye. Later. (laughs) Later. (laughs) Ciao.